0: Welcome back to PNA to Basketball. I am your host Biko. joined as always with my co-host slash partner Charles. And hello, hello, hello. Today, uh, we're gonna start off. Charles, you have an unorthodox prediction about the conference finals. So, what is your? And this is what you texted me. What is? What is your it's an un-
1: interesting interesting thing to start the start the episode off with? Yeah. Um, my prediction. So it would have been a lot better if it was made before Game 1 of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But I think that... Whoa. Uh, I think that win or lose, uh, Mike Budenhoser is not going to have a job after this series. That's not the prediction. Um, but I think that this Hawks team can beat the Bucks in seven games. Okay. Because... Uh, because... And we'll, this probably will segue right into series prior, um, because the Bucs' nightmare has been that they give up the threes and they give up the floaters. Yeah. And that has been what the Hawks have been consistently doing amazingly this whole playoffs. I remember I said they were going to lose in the first round to the Knicks because their offense wasn't as consistent as their uh, as the Knicks' defense. Where their offense has been very consistent. Very consistent. I'm very hesitant to bet on teams that rely that heavily on the three-point shot. Because once the three-point shot is off, it feels like they have no other offense. But this team had some offense. The pick and roll with Trey Young and Clint Capella, or Trey Young and John Collins, it seems like it never fails. Um, yeah, the this Hawks team is Probably the best coach Eastern Conference team in the in the conference probably, okay. uh, if not for sure left in the left in these playoffs. For sure, yeah. Um. So yeah, if if the series goes seven, even if the Bucks win in seven, I still think Budenholzer is losing his job after this after this year. I fact, like yeah. the only way he can keep it if he wins the championship and losing. Even though the scoreboard didn't really say it, it felt like a quite convincing loss versus the Hawks in the fir- in Game One. Um, yeah, I got I got Hawks in seven. Uh, they broke my heart. Um, but Trey, once you when your team is not facing Trey Young, he's a lot more fun of a player to watch. Um, <laughs> because the refs have stopped calling a lot of that foul baiting stuff. And a lot of defenders are kind of learning to just step back and make them take the unorthodox shot. Um, but once you just let him get set, he's still a great player. So as long as he's not killing your favorite team, he's quite a fun player to watch. And I am rooting for them to win, and I think they have a very solid chance of winning in these in this series against the Bucs.
0: I'm neutral um, in terms of who I'm rooting for. But... Man, I just
1: want the underdog to win, honestly.
0: Honestly, like, I would
1: not be upset at all.
0: Before last night, I'm saying Bucks in five, but after last I think I night, I tweeted it too.
1: I tweeted af- Hawks in seven.
0: After last night, man,
1: it was convincing.
0: Just, it, it, was, it was, even though it was a three point game, it was a convincing, convincing
1: win. Convincing, yeah, just the. Trey Young made 48 look so easy. The
0: outright disrespect that Trey Young has had. Well, he shimmy before
1: he took the shot.
0: I'm saying. He
1: ran like, that.
0: That was like me today in my 1v1. I was okay, just... I was going... Hey, okay, I was going then. crazy. Three, <laughs> okay. Three after three after three. I have I have some proof, but I was looking like Trey Young, Seth Curry. It was just a mix of that, and that equals me,
1: but... Anyway, okay, small forward.
0: Anyway, I don't. Hey, I don't play small forward no more. I actually play power forward and center. Get that straight. But um, you do. Um, but yeah. Oh, and shooting guard. You know, you gotta. I,
1: I play shooting and guard and sometimes. Michael Porter Jr.
0: But okay. anyway, what was I saying? up oh, the disrespect that Trey Young had when he should be before oh, that three. He did the I'm hard like,
1: on Wesley Johnson, bro. Just, just la- just looked at him.
0: But just it, looked and at then
1: him. and after Giannis
0: got called for a foul and Giannis was confused, and and, and Trey Young was like, "Uh, it, that's clearly a foul, my guy." But also with Trey Young, man, oh no, not Trey Young, with Giannis actually. That is his free throw stuff, bro. Right? It's clearly over ten seconds, and yeah, free throw. <laughs>
1: they were Fritos. counting down was that the net series when they were counting down
0: yes the free throws do they not have to be that long down. oh they were also counting when he was taking those free throws like uh, at the end of the game he made both of those but you could hear one like 10 9 no, 8 yeah. from some of the Hawks fans and I was just like this th- he took like 15 seconds to shoot uh, a free throw at the end of the game and the rest think- don't call that
1: my only issue with Giannis and it's not like anything it's just kind of the one flaw really in his game is that um he is not the guy you want with the ball in his hands at the end of the game Giannis he's, just not, he's not he's not that type of player that's why they at have the Chris the Middleton
0: game,
1: and Chris Middleton is not that guy
0: I think he is I'm not even going to front
1: I think he's he's good for this Bucks team, but like Chris Middleton on his own team wouldn't really be on much. Yeah, honestly,
0: he um, he he's like a guy that could go to like a rebuilding team. He's a good second star.
1: He's a great fit next to Giannis. Yeah,
0: I, I um, like that combination.
1: I just like Giannis would be by far the best player. Yeah, I saw that. Giannis <laughs> would be by far the best player in the league. <laughs> If he was the guy you could, you can give the ball to at the end of these games,
0: also, his jump sure. shot is actually decent. And I think actually on two K on two K it's butter. He makes everything. It seems like, but in real life, the one just, thing
1: separating him and a person we will definitely get to later in this episode, Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. is the confidence factor.
0: Yeah, he he likes he, to take those, sh- those shots. Giannis.
1: He just Ben Simmons has a more fluid jump shot than Giannis. Giannis is just more confident to shoot it.
0: I I, I Ben
1: Simmons pulling up at the end of the game, it's clean.
0: Charles end of the the game.
1: Yeah. When the game doesn't matter, it's clean. But but when he (laughs) got the pressure, he's trash.
0: Here's the thing. And it's not even pressure. He just does not like shooting the ball.
1: With the pressure. (laughs)
0: He, <laughs> when the pressure's on
1: him, he cannot. Look, he has not lived up to it.
0: Let's look at these highlights real quick. I don't want to look at the Ben Simmons highlights. <laughs> Thing with him and Giannis, they both miss a lot of free throws. Giannis, yeah. he's a little better, but Giannis just takes way too much time. Because Giannis
1: is more confident. Well, maybe no, he's
0: not. Maybe if Ben, maybe if Ben Simmons took fifteen seconds to shoot a free throw, maybe he'd make that.
1: I think it's also that his own fans are booing him, and that like the game has the the announcer when he passed well i guess we're segueing into that when the announcer called that pass to matisse stival when he like did not shoot the layup or whatever yeah um he was like Th- that is a prime example of the game getting to your head yeah and that is 100 percent facts like the fact that he doesn't feel confident enough in his abilities to take a layup Is flattering because that's a shot that he makes all the time. Um, like it's like he's scared to miss so he doesn't shoot it. Yeah, and he fears he fears going to the free throw line. Like I there's a saying, a very famous saying, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Um and but Ben Simmons's theory. Is oh well, what I what I what I would guess is that you miss zero percent of the shots you don't take, <laughs> which is also facts. So yes,
0: yeah, both of those he, are true.
1: Both of them are true. Here's um, the thing: I
0: I agree. I, like I can see where Ben Simmons is a little skeptical to shoot. I've been in that experience before, where it's like I don't know if too I want to good not to. I don't know if I want to take this shot like now. But it's just like sometimes it's just like you have to be confident in yourself. Yeah. And shooting you know how they say it's like with a lot of basketballs, like ninety percent mental, ten percent actual actual right. game. I don't know about mm-hmm. shooting. But I feel like I like me personally, when I'm confident in my shot, when I'm mm-hmm. like this I this is going in or I imagine it going in, mm-hmm. it's going to it's Make, most likely right. going in. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, oh that's off, that's gonna be slightly off. That's like I'm. I'm gonna just shoot to try hit rim or something like that. It's He's overthinking
1: everything too. He's like, "What if I miss this layup? Everybody's gonna hate me." But if you don't take the layup, people are gonna hate you. No, but why? Um, did he, see,
0: here's my. Th- why I know you're gonna get fouled, but you're six. What is he? Six, nine, six, six, ten? Six,
1: ten. How, 10, how 10, many 11, pounds?
0: Like two thirty, two forty, two fifty, something like that. You're that.
1: 20, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah no, you're. You're that right. <laughs> Why don't you just go up with it? If you're strong... You're getting, at the, you're
1: getting the guaranteed two points and maybe one more. I'm saying... Why don't you just... I just don't understand. I don't
0: understand. I, I, I think... I don't understand uh, it.
1: Uh, I guess we're fast-forwarding to some... To the Sixers series. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of cooled down uh, from it now. I wish we could have recorded this like the day after because I would have been heated. But I've kind of cooled down. Um... The biggest issue was Ben Simmons in that series. As much as I hate to say it, uh, he was the biggest problem for that team. And I felt like his struggles brought the morale of the whole team down. Because in this regular season, they depended on him so much. Not only as a scorer, um, but like as a facilitator. Doc Rivers said he doesn't want Ben to be a point like at the beginning of the season in press conferences. He was like he doesn't want Ben to be a point guard. He just wants him to be the person who runs the offense. Um, and he wasn't able to be that this series. Uh, Seth Curry was the second best player alongside Joel Embiid, who that's the somehow, guy who's confident
0: in the shot. Yeah, he's just who, like and I, I, I kind of mimic him in a way because like you know. Pulling up off the fast break, pulling up for three. I'm telling you, at camp on Tuesday, after doing box jumps, after doing push-ups on the ball, you hit you go, you <laughs> we hit shoot, we hit a, a scrimmage, you pull up with the three. I felt like Seth Curry, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. But okay. Seth Curry is someone who is confident in his shot. It's clear. I, yeah. And and that's why he's and I, I say, if he keeps that up, he's going to be really nice. And that looking back on that... He already Seth, is. Looking back on the Seth Curry for Josh Richardson trade.
1: Absolute fleecing.
0: You know who won that.
1: Absolute fle- I think... Uh. Well, first of all, I just want to give my props to Joel Embiid. The fact that he did all that on a tour meniscus... Yeah. I, I know late in game, the turnovers were a bit of an issue. But, like, the team... The team's morale was so in the mud uh, that at the end of the games, it was just like they had given up. They weren't. It didn't seem like they were fighting back at all. Um, it was just rough to watch as a fan. I think going forward, the move is going to be trading Simmons, or most likely that that's going to be the the move uh, and if it makes the team better and I know Darryl Moore is not the type of person to get fleeced he's not going to trade Ben Simmons for pennies Yeah. and uh, I think that if they decide to keep him the, he just has to be able to be confident and if he's able to be confident then he should be fine uh, yep. they said for the 1,000th time it feels like that he's been working on his shot this offseason he has created a plan with Doc Rivers to work on his jump shot I which don't know he should what...
0: have been doing for the
1: last, since he got they drafted said they say that every single offseason I don't know if that's actually the case I hope it is the case because even if he does get traded I want him to do the best um, in his next scenario but uh, I'm going to be giving you some trade scenarios i'm not gonna give out like the whole trade but these are just some suggestions i seen and i'll give you like my opinions on them okay all right so first one one of your favorite teams probably one of your favorite players as well uh ben simmons for a package of malcolm brogdon and tj warren and other things to just like flesh out the bro, value i'm not even gonna lie bro. I don't like that trade.
0: I mess it that trade. Whatever we could do to get Malcolm out
1: of Indiana, oh, I I'm all for that. I think I'm not opposed. Like Malcolm Brogdon is a great piece. Um, I'm just not sure that that's exactly what they need because I feel like he's a bit more of a combo guard than like that shot creating, facilitating point guard. He can still do all of that but he's definitely thrived in his career off the ball. Um and then they're going to still the Sixers are going to still need somebody to handle the ball every possession and Seth I don't Curry. think Ty, I don't think Seth Curry or Tyrese Maxey is going to be the, the guy that the Sixers want to have doing that. I think they're going to want Seth Curry off the ball going around screens, playing like a mini Steph. Um and Tyrese Maxey just getting buckets when he needs to get buckets uh honestly yeah I kind of agree I don't, what does TJ like Warren, Warren do that Tobias Harris doesn't he Honest. does it to
0: a, a bit of a lesser extent so I, I and
1: he's he's on the last year of his contract I don't
0: year. I don't like that one um and i'm trying i don't like the cj one either everyone's throwing out the cj yeah, mccollum yeah cj trade.
1: what a like cj mccollum and malcolm brogdon um have the same the same fit issues with the sixers for me as well like CJ i don't think it's anything an off ball guy. yeah it's not it's just that they're not the right fit they're an, they're off ball guys they need somebody who can be on ball who can shot create malcolm brogdon is a plus defender which is something that a quality that they will definitely look for Bro. Um,
0: I'm not going to lie. What if I I think y'all have a couple options. The top 2 that come to mind. Y'all trade for Lonzo Ball and like Lonzo a bunch Ball of would picks.
1: Lonzo Ball have to be a sign and trade. And a bunch of picks. It would Lonzo Ball would have to be a sign and trade. Um so and- he had the same issues as Ben Simmons early in his career, but he kind of fixed them.
0: Or um in oh in Ben Simmons goes to the Pelicans.
1: I don't like the Ben Pelicans, Simmons in New Orleans. The Pelicans
0: honestly. trainer is the person who fixed Lonzo Ball's jump shot. And that's what I've been hearing. It's facts. What if Philly has to do everything? If they're gonna keep Ben Simmons, they need to do everything in their power they need to, yeah. to get that guy. I also, think... what they could do if they want if they really want to trade Ben Simmons, I've I've heard they're kind of reluctant to. I would keep and, him if I were them. But if they really wanted to, you could trade him to Toronto for that fourth pick. No,
1: uh. Uh-uh.
0: Theoretically.
1: Because what does the only pick that I'm trading Ben Simmons for is Cade Cunningham.
0: Could get sucked. I, I mess with sucks a lot.
1: I think that like because Embiid, if we're giving him like. Especially with guys like Jalen Suggs, no knock on them, but I feel like you want the best version of Jalen Suggs if you're going to trade for him, especially while Embiid is like getting into the prime of his career. I feel like you want to capitalize now on that. Um, I have two more trades uh, that I've been looking at. One that I've kind of been getting a little more around to the idea of is, uh, what's his name, from the Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Um I think that's a good trade. Um you're getting he's a negative defender or just kind of like a neutral to negative defender. Um, but you still have two other all defensive players in Matisse Thybulle and Joel Embiid. Uh you're getting that shot creator, you're getting that facilitator, you're getting that on ball guy in D'Angelo Russell. Um and then you're also either probably either getting you're probably getting like Malik Beasley who can be nice off the bench as well. Um, which is quite an interesting trade. It's not my favorite that I've seen, um, but it's definitely not a bad option. Charles, and then
0: at this yeah. point, I'm not trading Ben Simmons. The val, the market for him is too is low. It's but, way low. It's it's really low. And I I'd say get that trainer or get someone who can fix his jump shot or make his you're jump running shot quite better. Quite a
1: risk by doing that, but yes. What do you say? You're running a risk by doing that because like if it doesn't work out this year, his trade value is just going to go down even more because But
0: if the Sixers really believe in him, then keep him. And I'd I I think
1: that if you see him putting in that work this offseason, if you can really see things keep coming to life, that's stuff that the the normal fan or like the fan will not be able to see. Um so if the Sixers organization see something in him that has been such so great uh such great improvement um then yeah keep him uh but one more trade that is my favorite out of all of the ones that i've seen so far um is honestly in my opinion the best trade for ben simmons um this would be giving him to the san antonio spurs for a package revolving around DeJounte Murray and Keldon Johnson or DeJounte Murray and Devin Vassell, their first round pick from last year, probably another pick and a salary filler like Patty Mills who's going into last year's deal. Um for Ben Simmons, I think Ben Simmons is going to be one of the, a great player mm-hmm. if he if he's playing under Greg Popovich. I feel like Greg Greg Popovich could turn Ben Simmons into a nightmare defensively, and it'll probably give him the confidence offensively, not having really the pressure to have to perform right away, but just giving him the opportunity to mess up and not get completely slandered for it um, while also still growing in the process. Yeah. Um, I think that is the best trade for Ben Simmons possible that's, that that I've seen so far. And then for the Sixers, you're getting what you need back. You're getting the shot creator, that facilitator, that guy who can take a good offensive load off of Joel Embiid, as Dejounte and Dejounte Murray. Um, he's still a great defender, an all NBA, all defensive caliber defender. And in that trade, you either be getting a young guy like um, Keldon Johnson or Devin Vassell, who are going to be good young pieces going forward that you can either use in another trade or just develop them alongside Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton and Matisse Thybul. Um, I think you're losing a little bit of value with what Ben Simmons can possibly be. Um, but I think that I wouldn't if I was the Spurs, I would not be opposed to that trade at all. Um, but if I'm the Sixers, I could see them being a little reluctant because yeah. it kind of seems like you're losing value, but I I think that is my favorite trade. I like DeJounte Murray, especially with that fit. Um, and the biggest issue, the biggest thing that I've been seeing is that I feel like if the Sixers decide to keep Ben Simmons next year and it doesn't work out, I don't think Joel will sign the max. Really? I don't think he will because in that press conference after the game, he said something I disagreed with and something I personally wouldn't say if I were him. He said the momentum really shifted and it felt like the game really ended when we had two points but we passed it up.
0: And then missed one free throw and I definitely agree with that statement. 100%. I think. And then he said after that he said I messed up at the end but and what he should have said after he mess- he said he messed up at the end is I am playing through a torn Achilles. Meniscus. or whatever or torn meniscus give me some slack i've been my my back yeah, hurts nobody, my back nobody hurts as well you. from backpacking this team all the way to this point so give me some slack it's on ben simmons he needs to take more shots and i i agree with everything he said i what, what part do you disagree with
1: uh, there's nothing like i think the momentum really shifted because they were still in the game after that moment I believe they were either down by two or down by three with like a minute and a half or a minute and 15 seconds, something like that left. And Matisse Steibel fouled Kevin Herter on the three point shot because the shot clock was down to like, the clock was down to like two seconds. If Herter misses that shot, the Sixers get the ball back and potentially tie it up or even take the lead. I forget the entire scenario. And I think the outcome of the game is different. Yeah. Um, and one thing I also completely didn't like this now uh, this is off of Joel Embiid B now. Uh one thing I completely didn't like, Doc Rivers said uh Doc Rivers in the press conference he asked, Can Doc River can Ben Simmons be a championship point guard? And Doc Rivers said, I don't really know that right now.
0: I don't know. I don't like said, that. I don't at know.
1: All. I don't I don't like that because that's as close to a saying no that a coach will really get to.
0: And if your I, coach right now, I agree said, with what he said. I don't. I do. I you think, know why? You you want me to tell you, or do you? I, I want to hear what you have. Why not? And i was
1: I think if I was him, I'd I'd say, or no, he said like I cannot answer that right now, or like I'm not sure the answer to that. I think he should have said, um, I think. He, I know he has the potential to, and I know that that's a player he can be. It's just about if he puts in the work or not. I would have said something along those lines, because it kind of seems like Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers are out, in a sense, on Ben Simmons, and that makes it a lot harder for the front office to make a decision on him. Because if Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have been Closer as people, and because they like moved in together to try to get closer uh as people and on the court. Yeah. Um, and it worked out for at least during the regular season. Um, but if Joel Joel Embiid is probably you're gonna ask him on every trade that you're gonna make. Like if you're trading Ben Simmons, you have to ask Joel Embiid on how he feels about that. But you're getting back, you have to ask Joel Embiid on what he feels about that, because honestly if he doesn't like it, you're possibly losing a super max player and an MVP caliber center in the NBA. And I feel like he's giving you, he's giving them, he's going to give them that ultimatum, either do, do what I want or, or I'm gone. Yeah. And I feel like based on that press conference, it didn't seem like he was too high on the idea of keeping Ben Simmons around.
0: That's just what
1: I got from, from hearing that.
0: See, I think, with him and Doc Rivers, it was a heat of the moment type of thing. We but just But Doc Rivers seven... really can't
1: be mad at anybody because he was not good in this series at all either. The defensive schemes That's... were very suspect. Listen, 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 very listen, listen, listen.
0: I understand that, right? But I just what was like. I know what I want to say, but I I don't know how I want to say this. First, I'm gonna try to say it the best I can. But first. Ben Simmons took, had 19 points in four games, in the last four games, yes, 19 points. Yes, he,
1: deserve, he deserves all the slander. Yes, correct.
0: That, that's correct. Doc Rivers might have, I, I believe you, I think he probably did have some very questionable play The rotations as a play possible, questionable. Like the play but, were questionable. The play calls were questionable. The defense but was questionable. you have a number one seed, and you yeah. have two All-Stars, a borderline yeah. All-Star, three All-NBA defenders. Mm-hmm. And Doc Rivers really should have maxed out that, but you also in that All Star that you have, that All Star has scored, he scored, yeah, he scored 19 points in four games, as I said. Um, yeah. and people want to, and I, me, even me, I'm not gonna lie, we want to talk about LeBron not trying enough. On on uh on offense and defense, defense especially, but offense, we're like oh yeah, he, he probably should have done a little more. Ben Simmons, you're an all star putting up 19 points in four games. You're an all star shooting four shots a game, making two. That's like, that's some that's like that's like something that an AAU player player would do, not a, like a, a decent AAU player. With me, I don't even take four shots a game. I take way more than four shots a game. Like you don't e- I, okay, you're a pass first player. I get that. But even pass first players and I know a prime example of this, right? One of my good friends who's probably the best player on my on our team, right? He's a pass first player, but he does yes, not take he does not take four shots a game. Right. He's taking Think we're and,
1: thinking of the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah. But He's not taking four shots a game. And he's he's always put in a position to where he can either pass a score he likes to facilitate. Um, but he knows when to get a bucket. And Ben and Simmons. Assuming
1: we're talking about the same person, that person yes. is one of the most confident people I know. Yes. One of the most confident people in the in, in the most confident people in the world that I know. And my my issue with them saying that, and it, it could kind of, I can see how people think it's coming off of babying Ben Simmons. But honestly, if you want him to, to be successful,
0: he has to be you confident. Can't,
1: you, yeah, and you can't feed into those weaknesses. Uh, I don't know how having the best player on his team uh, telling that you're, you're you making a bad play completely changed the whole flow of the game when there's a bunch of other things that you can blame. Not saying he didn't deserve the blame, um, but that's going to drain your confidence. Having your coach say you don't know if an all-star can be a starter on a championship team. Be
0: the point guard of a championship team.
1: Be the point guard of the championship team. That's not going to boost the confidence. And I felt like... I think it might... I don't but Ben Simmons hasn't proven to be that type of player. Adversity doesn't seem to help him. It seems to get in his head and make him not play as well as he possibly Yeah, you're made. right. You're right. And that right. was yeah. that was my issue with what they said. It's not like I'm not saying they said anything wrong. I'm just saying that it it's probably going to create a bad stigma in the locker room. Um and it's going to make it a lot harder for this front office to decide how they're going to move forward. Because if anybody is going to be blaming people, the only person who really should have that title to do that is Joel Embiid and Seth Curry. Yeah. And I don't think they should do that. Um, Doc Rivers, and he was not good in this series. He got yes. outcoached 1000%. Without a doubt, he got outcoached.
0: Yeah. That, that's not a question.
1: Without a doubt, he Ben Simmons, in, he got outplayed. Did not
0: he? he got outplayed. He got outplayed. He got he got in his own head. He he let sure, himself he's been get in his in own the head.
1: This whole playoffs,
0: yeah. And
1: um, I think he needs that confidence boost. And I think it's he's gonna be like a Lonzo type situation where that confidence boost is most likely gonna come with a different organization. And I think. Trading him to an organization where he will thrive, like I think if he ends up in, Sa- in San Antonio this offseason season, that Ben Simmons will be one of the best players in the league, like one of the best best players in the league okay. in a couple of years under greg Popovich.
0: I'm I I, I,
1: I know I, he has that potential. Yes, and that's I the, know he has that potential. The difference
0: between him and Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball has a ceiling. Ben Simmons. I th- I think that if he gets a jump shot a consistent hasn't even
1: unlocked one of the most important parts of the game and he's looked at as a top 25 player in the league. And maybe not, not right now, now,
0: not now. Maybe
1: not right now, but for the past 2 years he's been looked at as a top 25 at minimum top 35 player in the NBA. Right? Yeah. And he hasn't even unlocked any part of one of the most important parts of basketball in today's NBA. And if he can have the confidence to unlock that, he's going to be on such another level. Uh, I was watching some of his summer league highlights. I was watching some of his high school highlights. High school is not really much of a difference, but the summer league highlights, he was taking step back mid-range. He was taking fade away mid-range. He was pulling up from mid-range. And I was like, he Where just looks so now? confident. He Where looks so now, confident now? on the court. And all of that confidence is gone.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like the only way for him really to improve is either some sort of complete overhaul with his shot, like even switching hands, because at times the shot doesn't look fluid. Yeah. Um, switching hands or just being able to be more confident in his abilities is going to make him one of the best players. If he gets traded into a good scenario, he's going to be a, one of the best players in the league. And the Sixers are going to probably be looked at as losing that trade. But I don't feel like the Sixers are in a position where they can win a trade for exactly, with ben, in, in, Including Ben mind. Simmons, unless you trade him for a superstar. Exactly. The I, only superstar that is even possible, and this is still a stretch, is probably Damian Lillard.
0: That's uh, Damien, huge. That's a stretch. That's a yeah. That's
1: a, if, if Damian Lillard, like Damian maybe Jimmy the only soup. No. no, no. Oh heck, no. Ben Simmons would be trash in Miami. <laughs>
0: no, but because him about- and
1: Bam, him and Bam would be so. Yeah, they're getting. They're fleecing Miami if they're able to get Ben for Jimmy Butler. Because yeah, there's be crazy. Ben Simmons is not in a position to flourish. Uh, if you trade him to Miami, I think that a team that is going to be taking on Ben Simmons in a hypothetical trade should look for if he has the ability to be great in that scenario.
0: Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm confused. Why hasn't the game started? What game? Sounds Clippers.
1: It's been started. It's in the second quarter.
0: No, it's not.
1: Yeah, it is. Ten no left. way. It's not. In it
0: hasn't started. What? Why what? is my stuff tripping? It's still on pregame for what? That you see that? Yes, that is
1: insane. Yeah, go to like live or whatever. Hit fast forward. Yo, I, it was live for me. How?
0: Okay, there we go. Right. I was I was so confused. I'm like, when does the game start?
1: Um, yeah, I feel like a team that is receiving Ben Simmons in a package should be looking should be looking a lot at how good can he be in this scenario. And if he can be great in that scenario, that's a good trade. Even if you feel like you might be losing value at the moment, you're getting back one of the best talents in the NBA, and he's not even close to his full potential. That's yeah. my that's my take on Ben Simmons this offseason.
0: We'll just have to wait and see, but let's go ahead, go on ahead, and uh, move to the, let's talk about the Bucks, Bucks. Bucks Nets. Let's do that. Um, well. Hawks, Bucks. I, 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 I don't Let's know talk if about I said Bucks this. Nets
1: first before we get to, and then we can get right back up there.
0: Yeah, you are. You are okay. 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 Bucks Nets. Um. We left I was off
1: the day before Game Seven.
0: Yes, I was going yeah. to mention this like 20 minutes ago. Um, but when you said the Bucks defense is like, is, there they lack in, uh. Three point, like uh, on defense, they lack giving up threes, giving right. up threes, and giving up floaters. Well, uh-huh. that guy who was suppo- supposed to exploit that in this series was
1: James Sam hamstring, right?
0: And he tore his hamstring in like the first minute of the game
1: he and was not the ripped. same. He but played through he wasn't a grade even two, close. it was a grade wasn't two hamstring He was close to being like, uh, I don't think Joel Embiid or uh, um, James Harden committed to be on the the USA teams, right? Joel Embiid or is not like, from US? Joel, well, yeah, but like Harden, they didn't commit to being on their uh, Olympic teams, right?
0: Yeah, Harden's um, not doing. Yeah, it.
1: good, good, because they need to just sit down and rest. Yeah, just like, just just rest, because they need. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> need it, it was so hard for me to watch that Philly series because I felt like Embiid would tear his ACL at any moment or just something completely tragic would happen. I was watching it super paranoid and I want him to talk to Chris Paul.
0: Who oh, and Chris
1: Paul had all yeah, cuz Chris Paul had all these injury issues and then he went vegan and then he he hasn't really got had a major or even a minor injury since. Yes, he has. What?
0: The thing in the first round,
1: his hamstring. But he was well, yeah. It's kinda minor. But he has had a major injury that, that set him out for <laughs> multiple weeks, right?
0: Uh I mean it hasn't set him out. He played through it, but he just wasn't as good in those in game two and game three.
1: But that's the only thing, right? He start he started a vegan diet before a season with the Thunder, and I can't remember him being out for multiple weeks at a time. At all. Even close to that. No, he wasn't. You right. Yeah. Uh I want him to talk to I want Chris Paul to talk to Joel Embiid, and just talk about the vegan diet because I couldn't do it, but it might work. Vegan I don't diet. Know if Joel Embiid. Yeah.
0: I I think like, I'm the type of person. If I'm in the NBA, I'd be committed. But yeah, it's true. And if but with Joel Embiid, if you're an NBA star, superstar, just finished second in MVP, got second team All NBA. Probably should have got first because of. Uh, His MVP placing, but you, I mean, to avoid injuries, you gotta gotta go on that diet, you know what I am saying? But Because Chris
1: Paul has been so much more impactful. Now they can be on the court for... That's kind of ironic that we say it now. Yeah. it wasn't really an injury type thing. It was more of a COVID thing. Yeah. Um, It it
0: was a COVID thing.
1: (laughs) It was a COVID thing. Uh, But... Like honestly, doing anything that you can to preserve your body while he's while you're in the prime of your career. I think Joel Embiid is gonna come back slimmer next off season. Because he was so like I feel like he's gonna do like have a skinny yogic type moment and go skinny Embiid. Just not he's not gonna be tiny, but he's probably gonna drop like twenty pounds. It's gonna help with his hustle and whatever.
0: Just you help know him that? be able to yeah. get
1: up and down the court just a little more. Uh, because I feel like that extra twenty pounds isn't really helping too much to his dominance it's just more making him sluggish yeah um, and I feel like if he could be more better at more mobile um just able to move around the court a lot better, he's gonna be a menace. He already is and dropping twenty pounds ten to twenty pounds would not hurt that at all. you
0: know opinion. someone someone who sees a bit of a younger basketball player but mm-hmm. someone who dropped pound dropped weight and is a menace like is a freaking man amongst boys is a jazir jackson you know that is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he plays against all right yeah he plays against high school bums but he's seven feet <laughs> a man amongst sad. a man amongst boys dropped hella weight or something like that and he's just even better he's quicker he's you know can make right, better yeah. more efficient cuts and boom you got yourself a player and right Bede there
1: going for 280 from 280 to 260 maybe even 250 would not hurt him at all as a player at all yeah at all we saw with jokic it's not gonna hurt him at all
0: yeah i agree um but at, bucks at next that game seven yeah, let's man. get into that that was in, insane. Um,
1: I was rooting for the Bucks, but rooting for the Nets at the same time.
0: I was straight rooting for the Bucks
1: Because um, I was I, rooting for them the hard. Reason,
0: like, I, I, like, I was actually a fan of them. I was, like, actually rooting for them.
1: Because I was going into it with a the, with the mindset, with the positive and optimistic mindset that the Philadelphia 76ers would be able to pull it out. And I'm like, if they're playing against the Bucs, I think they have a better shot. Um, than they would against the Nets because Kyrie would have started to come back from his ankle sprain most likely. Harden would have started to recover and Katie has just been outstanding these whole playoffs, playing like the best player in the league. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I wouldn't if I was, I would not want to face them. And uh, I feel like Katie gave it his all. Yeah. Harden tried to give it his all, but his all wasn't really that much because compared he to Harden's standards. Yeah. yeah, he played, like, 53 minutes or however long that Game 7 was. Him and, him and uh, Kevin Durant played the whole game. Kevin Durant was on some different stuff this, this series.
0: Yeah, but he, he was. The whole
1: game twice had almost 50 points, I believe, twice. Whatever. What did he finish with in Game 7?
0: He had 49, I think. Oh, Oh, you know what interesting? That game, stat. No, that was
1: game five, right? Game five, Wait, he had forty nine because he missed the free throw. To, that would have given him fifty.
0: It was he had.
1: What did he have in game
0: let Let's see. But he had forty nine so, in Interesting five fact Interesting fact, right? In the last four mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. he there were it was like one hundred ninety seven like total minutes he could play. Mm-hmm. He played, played one hundred like ninety five, one hundred eighty four yeah. of those. It was just still a lot. Missed
1: fourteen yeah, minutes
0: insane. in four games
1: that's insane
0: um and he got that's into, insane. He got into a recent beef with scotty pippen yeah he dropped 48 48 yeah 48 Just insane Trey young dropped 48 as well in game one but but yeah Trae it's just, and,
1: is different
0: and people are talking about the size of a shoe how how if it was a like a size smaller then he would be able to that's fit.
1: That's game talk.
0: I don't, I don't know about that, my guy. But
1: he was, he was a good bit on the line. He probably have to drop like four sizes. I'm or something saying like he might have to go
0: into like size nine or something crazy yeah. like that because he, he was. Like he was. What would you say?
1: What size? He like a 18?
0: I think he's a 17. But yeah,
1: it goes down to like a 13. Yeah, he's fitting, but he's not fitting his foot in that shoe with his little feet that look <laughs> yeah. like this.
0: I mean, but he wouldn't be able to do the things that he that he yeah. can do with a size thirteen. But that's yeah, as you said, it's just game talk. It's just you know what if. Um, but remarkable performance by Kevin Durant. I don't I do not mm-hmm. know how the Nets were even in this game. Um, you no, know,
1: I saw something that Joe Harris. Oh, in, he
0: was he was terrible. People, he, people in that people, series. He's just so overrated. He's Joe overrated. Harris
1: is three point percentage was the same as Ben Simmons's first entire career. Ben Simmons takes way a lot of shots. That's um, poetic. Anyway. anyway That's poetic.
0: Anyway, anyway Charles um
1: <laughs> Shanghai, here we come.
0: Shanghai, y'all team's gonna be nice. You got Ben Simmons, Porzingis, and uh whom am I
1: Jimmy forget? Butler
0: and Jimmy Butler.
1: Stupidly locked in.
0: That's gonna be nice. That's a nice team, but <laughs> but uh, Katie played remarkable, but this the rest of the team, it was just like in and out. Jeff Green, you're, you know he's not putting up 27 points consistently. Jeff
1: Green was nice
0: um, in that series. He was, he so was nice. a big part. But they needed Joe Harris to step up. They needed someone else to step in that game seven, especially in overtime. Because they only scored two points in overtime. And that came from a Bruce Brown like offensive rebound and putback and stuff like, or something like that.
1: Joe Harris was probably the third best guy in that series.
0: Yeah, but right? he... I don't, I don't know. I think it was Katie, Jeff Katie. Green, and Bruce Brown.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jeff Green was definitely top three because yeah. you're not taking Jeff Green out for Harden. You're taking I, Bruce honest, Brown out for Harden if you're gonna put Harden in there. Right. Um. So yeah.
0: But you know, it's it's just the Nets, man. They just injuries hit them. Injuries have hit everybody. In the that's season. what
1: really made this. That's what really made this loss from the Sixers as hard as hard as, hard as it really was, because I think if they don't won bring this, up Danny Green,
0: nah, bro, that y'all lost that I mean, series.
1: That's that's not what I was about to say. Okay, okay I think okay. if they if they win that series, they have a good chance of winning the finals.
0: Yeah, that's why I um, had yeah, them probably, in the finals.
1: Probably the best chance that they will have. Unless something crazy happens or something like this happens again, it's probably the best chance that they had. And,
0: and the Hawks, the Hawks are dealing with that DeAndre
1: Hunter injury as well. The Hawks are amazing. And I want to give them their crazy. props before we before we move on to the Western Conference. Um, Trae Young is different. Yeah. Trae Young is built different. I don't know what it is with him, but like, how long was it? What is it? June? Four months ago. We were having the conversation, and you were—you might have been right all along. Yes. We have a whole episode that is called "Is Ben Simmons Better Than Trey Young?" It
0: was "Is Trey Young an All Star?"
1: Oh well, the the debate was Ben Simmons versus Trey Young.
0: I said Trey. I remember, feel like an idiot. And remember, but remember. But at the time, at
1: the time, it's not a bad take. It was it's still Trey Young. It's something that aged terribly.
0: It was, and like
1: people are now saying that. Trey Young is now better than Kyrie Irving. People comparing him to Harden. Well, well,
0: well yeah, now because Kyrie's hurt, but
1: but like like healthy for healthy, people are saying uh, he's better than Kyrie. First, really clear of Kyrie. There's definitely an argument to be had, uh, but yeah. if people are like he's clear of Kyrie, clear of Damian Lillard, like chill out. Yeah, I don't know about uh, all that, my guy. Chill out. Um. Trae Young is amazing. Nate McMillan has been... Nate McMillan and Monty Williams have been... Best two coaches of the in the best, Two of ...have been putting on two of the best coaching performances I've seen in the playoffs in a while. Yeah, I agree. In a while. uh, Nate McMillan coached his team to get there. I'm not trying to take away anything from how well the players played, but they couldn't have gotten there with that with Lloyd Pierce's coaching.
0: Facts. That's that's yes.
1: I did I don't like the way it went down. The whole exchange went down, but it has. It's it's safe to say that it has worked out for the Hawks, and they are in a. Wait, what's going solid, on? They're not. They don't know how to work the clock. Uh, uh okay. okay. They're in a solid position to to do something that is quite in, insane. If they make the finals, if they my I'm not goodness. trying to, I'm not trying to jinx them, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say that they can make the
0: finals. It's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: I don't think I don't think that's that flaming or hot of a take. I think that the Hawks are going to make the finals this year. I think that they are. Nate McMillan is going to out-coach Mike Budenholzer. Drew Holiday has not been the answer to Trey Young. I he did have ben thirty-three, Simmons,
0: but on, on offense. But yeah,
1: I thought Trey Young. I thought Ben Simmons would be able to do something. Uh, people, were, I thought Ben Simmons got cooked, but seeing how Trey Young fared against him, I mean, seeing how Drew Holiday fared against Trey Young, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um. This Hawks team has faith, has been facing teams that are talent wise better than them all this playoffs. Maybe not in the first That's round. The first but round, these, yeah. in these in these last two games that they have been playing teams that are significantly better on paper than them. Facts. But they have out hustled, put in and I'm gonna give my props to Trey uh what's his name? John Collins. He's one of the most he's he just struck me the wrong way a lot in that series. But he was playing with a lot of grit and a lot of heart. I have to appreciate that. He yeah. was being quite annoying. Uh Trey, uh, he's gonna get paid. He is gonna get paid this offseason. Um, <laughs> and the Hawks are probably gonna keep him. Uh they but he's gonna get a bag. Um he was great. Trey Young was great, Kevin Herter was great. Uh and they did all of this without UVA legend DeAndre Hunter. Facts. So
0: Yeah. Props so, to them, man. Uh,
1: got my DeAndre Hunter UVA poster right above me right now. So, uh, uh yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Um, props to the Hawks. Uh, the Bucks have made it this far. I'm not counting them at all. They're the Bucks. They're a great team. But, yeah. uh... The Hawks making the finals would be a true underdog story. I'm rooting for them to do it, but I'm rooting for my boy Trey Young. I mean, my boy uh, Chris Paul to yeah. help lead the Suns team to a championship.
0: I like this playoffs, man. So let's
1: let's transition into the Suns.
0: Oh yeah, game two. Let, let me break it the down. Book. Let me break it down, man. Um,
1: did we talk about did we talk about Terrence Man? Oh, well, we didn't even talk about them beating the Jazz. Oh the Clippers my beating the gosh! Jazz.
0: Yes, and you said Clippers in six, and Patrick I Beverly did. does another I one of did. Those crazy block. But
1: I I hate that.
0: Terrence freaking you man! Yeah, everyone does. Terrence, Terrence man is they gonna first, get paid. First, first the Clippers,
1: come back. Terrence man's gonna get paid
0: down twenty five. They were down. Or, yeah, both 25. of the
1: DPOY guys got exposed in the second round.
0: Rudy Gobert. Exposed. I told y'all. I told y'all. Ben Simmons was the DPO. Why. I told everyone Ben Simmons the DPOY. They gave it to Rudy Gobert. Okay, cool. T- great team defender. Great team, great defender.
1: team defender. defender. You sure about no that? Versi- that people are like, w- w- name an argument for Ben Simmons other than his versatility. Name an I can, argument you for can Rudy do Gobert. That. But but if Rudy Ben Garrett- Simmons was on that Jazz team, uh, and. Like, defensively, just like if you subbed Rudy Gobert out for, I'm not talking about his offensive struggles, but, like, if you put defensive Ben Simmons in place of Rudy Gobert, the Jazz win that series. Because Ben Simmons would be able to switch on to Terrence Mann, because he would also be able to hold his own in the paint um, and stop them from getting to the paint and helping out on the perimeter. That is something Rudy Gobert could not do. And we saw it. We saw it this playoffs. Dude got exposed. exposed. That's why I have an issue with centers when people are talking about rim protection all the time. If the center can't get out to the perimeter where the game is expanding even farther to, um, how are they supposed to be super impactful?
0: Exactly. If the the game has changed to a perimeter oriented game these days. Right. Um perimeter defenders and work appreciated. De- exactly. It, that you just took the words right out of my mouth. Facts. Um, but let's get into this game. Game two well, game one, Booker went crazy. Uh 40 points, triple double, first career triple double Um uh, Bridges
1: came up in the clutch.
0: Yes. Um the Sixers Clippers
1: draft pick Macau Bridges. Clippers
0: be fighting though. They came back. They did lose. Yeah, but I they, like
1: I like watching this Clippers team like without Kawhi. Fight. I like
0: their Because they just lot.
1: play hard every night. Exactly. Um, Tyloo has not been... He's went down 0-2 in every single series so far. Yeah.
0: Every just series so far. And the, I, I, uh, I feel like they're going to win this game. That's just Ty though. I think they're going to win the game. He
1: goes down 0-2 and then he turns the switch. He does a LeBron. He flips the switch once he's in a situation of adversity. No wonder. Um... Uh,
0: well, I think the Clippers are fear... Theory- they could win this game. I just said that they'd win the game. Um, but I I just... I don't know, man. I think they... I Chris Paul hasn't they been win. great.
1: I'm not going to lie. So far, Chris Paul hasn't really impressed me. He, He's a leader on the court. Well, a I great leader on the court.
0: I haven't seen half of the game because I thought <laughs> that the game hadn't started. But...
1: he, he He's... I mean, like... I haven't had I haven't had any experiences with it, but a lot of players who have gotten it have experienced like a lot of like breathing problems and COVID? stuff. Yeah,
0: I didn't have any actually. It's crazy, and and I played with masks. Well, I did play with masks. No breathing um, problems. I was chilling.
1: Yeah, Jason Tatum was talking about how his respiratory wasn't able to handle it.
0: Oh yeah, he was just he was going. Yeah, he through was it.
1: he was struggling for a while. Um. Yeah. And he, he hasn't been super impactful, but Monty Williams, I said he was the best coach in the NBA. He has coached like the best coach in the NBA. Nick McMillan makes a case, but he I think Monty Williams is the clear best coach in the NBA. Um, he's great. Uh, that play for Aiden at the end of game two, I know we kind of switched there quite quick, but that play uh-huh. for Aiden at the end of game two. You're
0: drawn up beautifully. John and executed beautifully, impeccable beautiful. yes
1: and um a, the, a lot of the clippers didn't even know that was a rule they thought it was goaltending because he was above the cylinder yes. that's called knowing the rules and executing executing uh to that perfectly um it was people were talking about how Cri- paul, paul george missed those two free throws um but Choke. honestly Lay off the- it shouldn't have been the clippers ball anyway
0: it should have oh and i want to talk about it should have been their ball yes that was out on devin booker
1: yeah his Uh, fingers touch it last yes mike brain kind of sounds stupid he was like it's not it's about who forces the ball out exactly
0: that made no sense that made no sense
1: but 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 i feel like if you're gonna review every play if you review every single play when somebody gets pickpocketed like that, you're gonna see the same thing happen every single time. It's gonna leave the dribbler's hand last, but it's going to be called out on the defender. Well, my
0: thing is, my thing is, this this might oh, get wow. a little dark here, but if you if there if there are a bunch of um, like shootings, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes, yes, like it, it's gonna get dark. It, sometimes they don't get called like they don't people don't get like properly which caught like properly
1: where are you going with this
0: which like properly detained for it or whatever get properly jailed or whatever but let's see paul george make this crazy dunk. uh does that 2k thing but but then sometimes it does get called when they actually put the time in to review it correctly
1: but i feel like that's that's a natural basketball motion and if you review every single play like that, every because the end of that game, the last ninety seconds took thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's not it an took exaggeration. took way too long. It it, took no, it actually minutes. took thirty minutes. Yes,
1: it actually took thirty minutes. <laughs> that was and, crazy. Um, and I feel like I want somebody to like put together a compilation. I don't know how to do all that video editing stuff, but I would love to see somebody put together a compilation of people replaying. Pause where somebody tips the ball out while somebody is dribbling, it's gonna be the, it's gonna touch the person's hand who's dribbling it last every single time. Um, but the, and that's just a natural basketball that's, motion. I don't know about that. I, I trust no, me, no, because it. no, it's because if you like that listen, listen, if time. you dribble
0: the ball, you mm-hmm. then the sometimes on defense they swipe. But if if you like have the ball and you're you come up with it and then he just takes it out, yes, that's going to be on you. And they actually reviewed it this time, so I get where you're. I get what you're saying. I'm starting to actually get what people are saying with that. But it was out on Patrick Beverly last. So when not my fault. But out once on you, Devin Booker. once you right. actually take the time to review something like a play like this, are you just gonna call it out on Patrick on? Uh, are you gonna call it out on pa- Patrick Beverly even if you know that it was out on Devin Booker? Because just because you haven't, called I feel it like in the that's past? just
1: the quick. I feel like that's the quicker call, and them more acceptable because if you just if you looked at that with no slow-mo your immediate reaction was out on Patrick Beverly but once they replayed it you saw that it grazed Devin Booker's finger last Yep. and that's gonna happen with every single play and I they're better not start reviewing every single play where the ball gets tipped out of somebody's
0: hands but it was the it was if, the last 10 seconds of the game yeah that's I when it they're gonna
1: have they're gonna have to start they're gonna have to start like Looking into how they call that, because they if they they're gonna have to start reviewing it to get it 100 percent right every time. No, I think the simple answer is just call it out on the defender, and just let them move on with the game.
0: Or actually pay attention to the game and whatever you see. But that's
1: such a hard hard call to make in real time. But you're a ref. Your your job. That's is to like that's make literally calls. like. What did you? I don't know if you would remember this, but what did you think? Was the answer to that call in real time?
0: In real time, I would have to watch that again. But knowing what I know, well, at first I was like, okay, I don't probably out on Patrick Beverly, but right, I, yeah, I yeah, saw, that's I saw, it, I saw it from afar. I'm not on the court. I'm not right next to it, like the ref. You're was.
1: not seeing that from the court. Trust me.
0: Okay. You're but, not.
1: You're. It's. But wouldn't you? If it's the last, if you're motion. a ref,
0: if you're a ref, and it's the last ten seconds of a game, are you reviewing that or not?
1: I'll review it, but I think that should just be a simple call because none of the Clippers get mad if that's Suns ball, right? Unless they, like, review it and see, oh, it Grays Devin Booker's pinky on the way out. Right. But if you review every single call like that, the games are going to take six hours, um, and it's, it's going to bring the viewership down. This season's actually been such a spike in viewership with LeBron James out. Who would have thought? Um, and you so know, it's uh, fun. fun. It's fun, and there's actually fans. Yeah. I feel like with they've, they, 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 they probably lost a good amount of people. If they're like, if this is how long games are gonna take, I don't want to watch it. Like, I do because <laughs> I, I, really want to because thirty minutes for ninety seconds. I'm like, end the game already. That's I'm a saying. simple call. We oh, can see it.
0: And that wasn't my problem, though. My problem was, like, at the end after Aiden had the, uh, the right, tip in. Right, they took forever. They took, like, 15 minutes just to see t- what 10 players were on the court. You can look at a screenshot and tell what players were on the court. It's that easy. Yeah. I knew what players were on the court. And before they did it, apparently.
1: Because they took way too long to review that stuff. It was like. Yeah, they just need to. There there's some things that are more common sense. And just natural instincts that you're going to get right, and they just need to trust their gut and stop going to replay all the time. I know you might want to go to replay to get it 100 right, but it's just kinda, i think they're kind of the, trained to. It's going to make the viewing experience of the game a lot worse. And but I, that wasn't my that's problem not, though. That's not something I want to see happening. But
0: that's—I don't think that's. But there were a lot of fifty-fifty calls in this game. It's not like that with every game.
1: But but th- but in that time frame. Like when eight and after eight and it took probably ten minutes.
0: It took probably, probably 15, ten bro. minutes. It felt like it like took an a eternity. long time.
1: It took a long time to determine how many seconds were on the clock, and what players were on the floor. Yeah, it shouldn't have taken that long,
0: especially with the and player stuff. It took way too right, long. Right?
1: Yeah, it's some. They need to. They need to fix that.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that yeah. that same situation will probably not happen. For a, a very long time. And I don't think... Because as I said, there were a bunch of 50-50 plays. So, I get it. But just that last part, it just took way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, all But, right. yeah, that was a great game, bro. You, you had Paul George making two consecutive um, layups. Well, no, he made, like, a layup, and then Booker hit a jump shot. He hit a layup.
1: Yeah, the end of that game was... In, but, like, if you take out all the long stuff... The end of that game was entertaining.
0: That was. It. If right. you look at a highlight of it, then I'd be, like yeah. thoroughly entertained.
1: What um, are the What are your yeah. picks for the for the rest of the playoffs? I'm gonna go Suns in five, Hawks and seven, Suns and five.
0: I can't make a pick with the uh with the Hawks Bucks series. Just take um, one. All right. I'm not uh, taking it too seriously. I'm going Bucks and seven. No, okay. I wanna say Hawks badly. But...
1: I'm just saying Hawks because I see the big possibility. Yeah, and I actually, I see the possibility.
0: I see the I see the Hawks winning, but I also see the Bucks winning. Yeah, the so, Bucks
1: should the Bucks should one thousand percent win the series, but we said that about the Sixers. So I know. and the Hawks are a team that you really can't count out. Count and r- out.
0: remember what I said. And so I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take the Bucks in either six or seven, and then I'll it's take this. I'll take the Suns. Take the Suns in either five or six. No, I'll take the Suns in. I'll take the Suns in five.
1: But What's your finals picks.
0: Uh, and I take, I take Suns. Oh, Suns versus Bucks, bro. I have Suns. Suns and in, Bucks I have, I have Suns in six. But, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, what I said was, I'm kind of embarrassed that I even remember this and that I even said that in the first place. I said that. The the winner of the Hawks next series is that's just the winner is just to, is just gonna lose to the Sixers next round, and I had the Sixers sweeping the Hawks.
1: I said I was a five game series,
0: and I was wrong, just like the Clippers, just like the Clippers last year, I because I said Clippers in four last year, I remember that too. Hey,
1: there's a common theme. Doc Rivers is disappointing. Oh and like i want to see more black coaches in the league it's a great thing for the league we're seeing it uh now Ime doka just got hired by yeah. the celtics um we're about to get into that soon um but i feel like he's just i feel like his time is going to be up quite soon
0: wherever i feel yeah. like
1: docker yeah i feel like if he can't win a championship with the sixers team Especially if he perfo- pulls off another blunder. Because, like, there were some games in this playoffs where he was a great coach. And, like, there were some games where he coached so much better in one game than he did in the other games. And that's what made me mad. Like, it felt like some games he was just content with the Sixers losing. He just sat on the bench with that stupid grin on his face. He was like... He was <laughs> looking at them yeah, and talking in his raspy voice. I'm yeah. like... Coach, stop just looking at them. Coach, right. sitting there, laid back. I mean,
0: I get your frustration. Know. I get your frustration with the coach. Um, know. but but yeah, uh, let's just talk about this. Well, yeah, um, Suns. I got Suns winning the whole thing, and I would not be surprised if the Hawks beat the Bucks. But I think the Bucks will win. Cause I, I trust the Bucks a little more. But the Hawks, I I like I I mess with the Hawks a lot. Um, I think
1: that the I think that the Sixers are better than the Bucks. Um and and if uh if the if the if the Sixers lost that convincingly, I mean, it took some blunders from some of the Sixers' best pieces for that to happen. So, yeah. Uh maybe it, it's it's going to be a good series. We yep. already saw that in Game One. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good series. It's, it's gonna be a great story if the Hawks can end up winning the whole thing.
0: That would be a great crazy story.
1: story. Or even just winning the Eastern Conference. Yeah. No All Stars. An interim head coach. He should be the head coach. Yeah. He's perfect for this team. Um. Interim head coach. No All Stars. Yeah. No All NBA. Yeah. Nobody had an award. I don't Clink Capella didn't make all that even no awards. Mm-hmm. And they're in that position. Freaking
0: Classic. insane.
1: Alright. Uh let's start talking about teams that got eliminated and what's going on before we move into like the lottery and other stuff like that. Emil Odoka got hired by the Celtics. Yeah. Uh longtime assistant of the Sixers, the Nets, and I think someone else. But the, for sure the Sixers and the Nets. Uh he's Bro. been in in these coaching rumors for a while, and he finally got the call up to the to the head coaching position. He's gonna be a great coach for the Celtics.
0: Yeah, and he's gonna I was, be a great coach for the Celtics. I actually had a dream about saying this last night, um, but the first time I heard I heard about him <clears throat> was actually when you brought 2K him up Rebilt. last. No, you brought him up last week.
1: Really? That mm-hmm. was your first time.
0: That was my first time here. It was last week. Or when we were talking about like some coaching thing, but that was the first time I heard about, and I I, I remember dreaming about recording the podcast and saying that. So it's crazy how I'm saying it now. I like Actually dope, remembered huh? it. I like him. I need to, I need to look more into him. I know, I I know, not much. He should
1: have he should have got the call. Maybe last year, maybe the year before. His name has been thrown around these head coaching rumors for a while you just go look back at the sixers head coaching rumors after uh brett brown got fired mm-hmm. you'll probably see his name being thrown around the clippers after doc rivers got fired no it was really Tylo. um but just look at teams with head coaching vacancies and you'll see udoka's name you- you'll see his name um mm-hmm. he finally gets the call The Pacers, they hire Rick Carlisle. That's a good signing. I
0: messed the move. That's
1: a good hire.
0: I messed Um, the move, yeah. And
1: one thing that I really did not like that just came out is that Jason Kidd is most likely going to be the Mavericks head coach. I
0: felt bad. I feel bad for Luka.
1: Luka even said he thinks that their assistant, Jamal Mosley, will be a great head coach. No, I, the, the, I don't think Kink. the Dallas
0: the Dallas front office is not listening no. to Luka at this point.
1: Like, like Jam- Jamal Mosley, uh, if if Luka Doncic, I'm not gonna not gonna not gonna front. I don't. I haven't looked into too much of his story, but I feel I think it was like a college coach, from okay. what I did see. He's a college coach, and he's been an assistant for a couple of years. He's a young guy too, like 40 years old. Um, he coached. He head coached the one game either this season or last season and Luca really liked them. He said he would be a great head coach. I like him as that coach. And I think Jason Kidd is the best option. Um these smaller these smaller market teams. Uh, Dallas is not a tiny market, but like in the sense of signing free agents, it kind of is. Yeah. They have to be able to make their young guys happy because it just creates that parity in the league. Because you're not seeing guys go sign to play for the Dallas Mavericks. You're seeing them get drafted there, get traded there. And if they're young guys, their future is not going to want to play there. I don't know how they expect to be a competent franchise for the next eight years. Got to capitalize on Luka now. I I like Jason Kidd as a developer, but he's ruined people's jump shots but like as a true like the true essence of a point guard he hasn't been bad at developing that
0: Yeah, like, I, I let me tell this um he I'm hasn't not gonna get I'm not it. gonna get into specifics but Jason kidd is not a good coach
1: I don't think he's a good coach no I'll leave it. I think that I'll was a bad there. hiring
0: there's there some there's some stuff that make like especially just makes him a, a terrible coach and more importantly, not that good of a person Mm -mm. (laughs) he's not that good of a person oh uh i let people do their own research about that but yeah it's out it's out there um but
1: tank top is all you need to know yeah put two and two together you'll figure it out um i don't like the hiring i mean it's not set in stone yet Uh, but i don't think it's the smartest move if they end up going through with it. Um. But yeah, some we saw two good coaching. If the Bucks lose, that's kind of tough because a lot of the best coaching guys, Udoka, um, Rick Carlisle, they're off the board now. Yeah. You're you're losing options quickly. And I don't think you want Stan Van Gundy or Scott Brooks as your coach. So By the time that they either win or lose, you're probably gonna, you're probably best, your best option is probably to keep butt on the, keep butt on the board. So.
0: Or get Chauncey uh, Billups?
1: Chauncey Billups, Becky Hammond, they're all in intense talks in the next stages of their interviews or whatever. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Well, (laughs) yeah. Like, they're, they're about to get jobs. Um, so, congratulations to them, though. That's a bunch of good first-time head coaches. Yeah. Probably about to get good jobs. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Mike D'Antoni will probably be off the board. I haven't heard too much about the Pelicans, but I think Mike D'Antoni will probably be off the board. So. Sadness. Yeah. The
0: needs. Bucks are going to be in a rough spot if they lose. He D'Antoni needs to... He needs to go to the Falcons. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's meant to be. It's meant to be, I'm telling you. But he, he'll probably go to the Blazers. That's what I assume. Because mm. Mm. I think they're in advanced stages with him, too. Um, yeah, I
1: think so. I think so. But, yeah. The draft lottery. Let's I'm do not, this. we're probably going to do some sort of like mock draft and more draft predictions next nice uh, week. Next time, next week. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to do some more research on that. Um,. I want to go look more into these 8 to 14 and lower range. Definitely. I, I've looked, for some reason, I looked in more to the 25 to 30 range than I have looked into the 8 to 14 I'm range. I'm saying,
0: yeah, I've been looking at Sharif Sharif Cooper, Buck Knight, and Trey, <laughs> Trey Mann in the head and, and, and back
1: there's a lot of guys in the 20s projected to be in the 20s that i like that i know more about than guys projected to be in the 10s exactly so um yeah number one detroit pistons they get their pick finally they have some sort of savior they better draft keith Cunningham. it's just it he's the clear number one pick in almost everybody's
0: eyes it's not a discussion
1: um i'm not saying he's going to be the best player but he's the best prospect yes um uh houston rockets they keep their pick at number two the Cavs. they jump to three the raptors jump to four
0: yeah the
1: magic fall to five the magic fall to five the thunder fall to six go from like three to six uh warriors Warriors still the temples pick Steal the Timberwolves pick at seven,
0: and then the Magic they needed to jump
1: up, right? The Timberwolves needed to jump up to keep it, right?
0: Yeah, and then the Magic steal the uh steal the, the Bulls pick for the that of wasn't straight. really a
1: steal. It's more like like the, the Bulls would have had to have insane luck to keep that pick. The Magic at eight, the Kings get nine. Yeah, they could they potentially could get a prospect falling into their lap again, like no. how um. I don't think it's gonna happen this time. Yeah, but nah. Tyrese Hall, we I expected Tyrese Halliburton to go like six, and he fell at eleven or twelve. Twelve,
0: yeah, he fell at twelve. Twelve, yeah, um, something crazy.
1: The Pelicans get ten again, something like that. They're getting a, a later lottery pick. The Hornets get eleven. Spurs get twelve again. Uh, the Pacers get thirteen, and the Warriors keep their pick at fourteen. Um. Yeah. Um. Can't wait Do to talk think, about this
0: next week. Oh, uh, <laughs>
1: We can start doing a little bit of stuff.
0: Oh, uh, I, I want to talk about one thing. Jalen sucks versus Jalen Green.
1: Jalen Green is better.
0: Let me say this, and I think we both have the same opinion about who's better. But you have the number one player in the mm-hmm. nation, right? Him. It's between him and Cade Cunningham. Um, And Jalen Green. And then you have, like, Mm -hmm. the number six in Jalen Sucks. They have, Jalen Green has a better season, right? But let's just say they have identical seasons, okay? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Let's just say they have the same caliber of a season, right? Jalen Green played in the G League, put up better stats, better shoot, better three-point shooting stats, uh, slightly worse field goal percentage Mm -hmm. stats, but let's just say they're the same level, right? If you're if you're going if you're in a car race and you're and you're in and you're in either first or second, and then some guy's back at number six, how, unless a miracle happens, does he jump up to number two? It's
1: because Jalen Green was driving on a dirt gravel road, and Jalen Suggs was driving on a newly paved highway. Simple as that. Right. Before March Madness, Jalen Suggs was like looked at like the sixth pick, the fifth pick, the sixth pick, something like that. Nothing too impressive, not a solid, but nothing too impressive.
0: He was the um, he was the fifth and sixth right high school player he, in the nation.
1: But like before March Madness, people weren't looking at him in the same conversation as Jalen Green. Exactly. But after March Madness, it's the March Madness effect. It was right, that happens
0: right as. He had that game winner.
1: Everybody's like, "Oh, number two pick, number two pick."
0: I'm like, slow your roll. Um, exactly.
1: Do you think that, uh, if the Ro- the Rockets are probably are probably gonna have uh Evan Mobley and Jalen Green both on the board. Yes. Uh, do you think if you're the Rockets, are you taking Mobley? Like, is say Jalen Green and Kate are both off the board? Do you think Mobley is a fit with the Rockets? No. Because of Christian Wood, right?
0: Yes, but I am taking the best player available. The best I player available somebody said at the number thin two. thin
1: towers. The thin <laughs> towers of uh,
0: Houston. <laughs> but I'm taking best they're available. Both powerful I'm in taking best mind. available. And the best available is Jalen Green at number two.
1: Three is three is the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs are probably going to take Evan Mobley. Yes. I don't. They said they're going to trade uh, Jared Allen if they can get Mobley. I don't really know how necessary that is uh, because I don't like Evan Mobley as that traditional back-and-down type center. I feel like he is more of a Nick's porzingis type center. I think he's more of a defensive
0: uh, center. Like a like, block shot he, guy. Miles yeah, like,
1: But that's exactly how Porzingis was in New York. He averaged yeah. like 2.5 to 3 blocks a game um, but was still able to bring the ball to br- the perimeter and be a very effective scorer from out there. That's how I view him. Uh, he's going to be a good player, but I don't really see him as a traditional center type build. I think he's more of a power forward in the NBA right now. Yeah, you said um, that. Uh, um, and I, but... I want Kuminga to go to the Magic. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Kuminga is going to be a good player.
0: Yes, he's already shown it in the G League. Him, I, I and hope him, he's not a bust. Him, Suggs, and Cunningham are, in my opinion, the best players in this draft.
1: Jonathan Kuminga has the potential to be a bust, but they also the potential to be great.
0: I don't, I don't I feel see like that. What did he put up in I've, the G League, 16.8 or something like
1: that? Yeah, but it wasn't great efficiency. I okay, but that's that your
0: that's your rookie G League season.
1: Right, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that there's a world where like that's I wanted him to go to like the Rockets or the Magic because yeah. I didn't want him to be viewed as someone who has to come in and be great right away. I think he's a project. Uh, yeah. with some insane potential. And uh I think that's I think the Magic know that they're get that they can be possibly getting that. If I'm a Magic fan, I want that really bad.
0: Yeah, Davion Mitchell has risen
1: up draft board. Davion Mitchell went is fine. Fa- I think he pro- he's probably gonna go to the Thunder. Thunder,
0: I like that. Six. Him and Shea, bro. Oh my gosh, I like that a lot.
1: I don't know anything about seven through fourteen, to be honest. I know some names, but I wouldn't be able to tell you a good explanation. Oh. So we'll probably talk more about that next week. Uh, you want to talk about Team USA? Yes, yeah, I don't that's, really that's quick. think. okay KD, man. Dame, Brad, Beale, Tatum. Why is Booker playing? When is the? When is the, the Olympics? Olympics? Is
0: July twenty third. Finals will end around. Like if it's a game seven, I would think it ends. Around like the 18th, 19th, 20th, something like that.
1: I don't think Booker should be in this. I don't think Booker should want to play. I think he he if they win, uh, and I expect them to do so, I think he should be able to, to just rest. Um, yeah. KD, B, Damian Lillard, B. Tatum, Booker, question mark. Because if they goes to the Game 7, I don't think he can make the trip. Uh, Levine, Kevin Love for some reason. Uh, Bam Adebayo. <laughs> Draymond Green, uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Jeremy Grant, uh, sure. I mean, they're probably gonna win.
0: Yeah, they're um once they you have see the best players in the world, yeah,
1: Canada can build a solid squad. Jamal they're gonna have Jamal Murray this year, but they have Shea Gilgis, Alexander, they have O and Anobi, I think. I think that's his name. Right? Isn't yeah, like his name Oguagwa. like O'Guagua? Yeah, 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 yeah Oguagua. Yeah. Um they have Vladimir They're probably Girogin. the second best uh things, second best uh talent wise, NBA talent wise. Uh but or yeah, some, once you or see Serbia.
0: Like,
1: who does Serbia have who under knows?
0: the Jokic? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just, they have the think, second best odds. Really? Yeah.
1: I I'm gonna I look think, up their team. I think that yeah, once you see that USA has Multiple all NBA and high all star type players, that's how you know they're gonna win.
0: They're tall as Kevin Durant, but still.
1: <laughs> they have Bam to play center. Yeah. They have Draymond to play backup center. They have Kevin Love to be third shrink center. Oh man, that's your boy. I hate Kevin Love. <laughs> um, you see, he's probably a cool guy in person, but he just doesn't strike me the right way.
0: Honestly, I have no feelings. He won the championship with Cleveland. Kind of feels um, like he
1: doesn't do anything anymore. He was a dog <laughs> with Minnesota. Yeah, he just he kind of feels like he just gets paid twenty. This is ironic coming from Ben Simmons saying. Kind of feels <laughs> like he gets paid thirty million dollars a year to just stand. Well, he actually sits on the bench. Yes, so, that's correct. Uh yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's probably going to do it. We're starting to ramble. So, yeah, that's probably going to end it for this episode of Pineda Basketball. I'm Charles. Uh, that's Biko. And we're, we're going to see you next time. Peace out.